a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Welcome back to Witty Banter, episode number 116. We turned 100, we started over, and now we can drive a car again, so it feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As always, uh, I am your host, Mr. Max Scott. To my left, a man whose uh, taste in anime is normally pretty suspicious. However, he did pitch me My Hero Academia, and that's tight. Finally a plus one for this guy. Hunter Dorset. Finally. He's How's on the going? board. Oh, man. And out there in California, a guy who once said that I had an hourglass figure when we were kids, and we haven't talked about it since, Chase Williams. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Do we reference up all the time? My... Do we really? Yeah, it made you feel very self-conscious. I'm sorry. It did. Absolutely. To this day, I think about it. But you know what? That's okay, because we're not in the business of thinking here on Witty Banter. You know? That's definitely not for <laughs> that's sure. That's not right? our strong suit. Yeah, that's not, you know, so play up. the hand you were dealt, right? <laughs> that is pretty much what we do here. Uh, but how are you guys doing? You guys are doing okay so far? Doing good. It seems like it was a good week for a lot of us, right? Yeah, yeah I've, I've been, been fucking busy. I've, I went to, and Hunter, I know you're going to dig this, I went to a Brazilian steakhouse for the first time this oh, last weekend. For the first time ever? How many ever? different kinds of meat did you have, Case? Ooh, did you keep la, la. count? I think it was like 10. Ten different types of meats. It's fucking savory. Cuts. Ten different animals all <laughs> laid out for you. Ooh la la. And that's like the Brazilian steakhouse style where they just walk around with like the little Yeah, you slab just give thing. them a green card up and they're like, here, here, here. Keep here. cutting, keep cutting, keep cutting. Yeah. Oh, man. Those it was good? Are, good shit? It was liked good. It? Fucking delicious. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Have you- I, have, I have some news. Um, first, just good news, was that I'm finally landed like a, a little home base at my job. So go. I'll be like on the same team going forward instead of hopping around every fucking two weeks. Hey, oh, yeah. Go. Cool. That's cool. So that's good. And then Excellent. the next one, which was not bad, but it was uh, definitely enlightening. I played a, uh, a, 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 a person who competitively uh, competes in magic. Damn. And he's somebody, he pay, he's somebody that over the last 20 years, he said that he's put in like probably 15 grand into yeah. his collection that doesn't surprise me in any way he had like three boxes full of like each box was like four decks that were fucking like super kick-ass and i played him and like he basically played down to him i, I told him like where i was at and kind of what i do and he just fucking stomped me like did he, really? he, he kind of like let me play for a bit and then like <laughs> he took his blindfold yeah, off like we, like we were kind of pressed for time because we were also playing settlers of Catan and like learning the rules while we were playing but but yeah, he he had his way with me. Let me was, ask you this: did did it feel like he was beating you on strategy, or did it feel like he was beating you with the cards he had? Strategy. So like, it was the first time. Chase, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Anyone who doesn't play Magic, you'll you'll probably just yeah, glaze sit over down, the eyes. Sit whatever. Yeah. We don't care. But I, turn it off. I got like two Segu Maulers out. I had like I had basically like all of my biggest and best cards out, and I couldn't do anything because he had a deck where it was like. If I kill him, if I kill his characters, then I have to sacrifice my own creatures. And so he had like, you know, 15 of his own creatures out. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't do anything. <laughs> so he just like had me on an island. I just couldn't do anything until he finally just overran me. I was like, yeah, God yeah. Damn it. But I'm wondering, like, was, was there ever a moment where it was like, oh, that was a really good play, dude? Like, the decision well, you just made was what beat me, not so much like his cards were so good. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I didn't really know what his cards were. And, I, and like, 
the pace that he was playing at, like he knows every single card basically in Magic, and like I don't. <laughs> so he was like, he had his like turn done in probably ten seconds, and like you know I like to take my time and like kind of process what's going on, but I yeah. kind of felt like a dick. So I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to trust that you're playing the right way and just like play my game, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's got to be pretty fucking annoying yeah. when you're like but a he pro was, it was awesome. It was the first time I actually went up against somebody who was like legitimately a fucking hardcore, like this, pro- this person puts in time and is like recognized in the competitive scene for his shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this You is found awesome. your sensei, dude. Yeah, he oh, is for man. sure the sensei. The sensei there, that's going to be... So it's a, the competitive scene for Magic is pretty strong? Oh yeah, dude. Is it really? Oh yeah. I, always I mean, I don't like know what like prizes they're bringing home, but there's definitely like pro circuits and shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, like he's like not even he's not even like a considerable. I think he's more of like the really good people like spar with him, and I don't think he's ever really gone like really far in any sort of competitive sense. But he's like, you know, recognized by his peers and shit as like a really good, uh, you know, contributor. Um, and like he just fucking blew yeah, my he, mind. He hangs with the big dogs. Man. Yeah, he shits where the big dogs shit, and I like shit where the worms shit. <laughs> I shit inside of his shit with all the worms who are shitting in his shit right now. Oh man! But not only do we shit on stuff, we also drink beer on this show. Yeah, we've all got a little something. Um, if you guys want to, maybe I saw you were pouring up what looks like a little bit of uh, molasses mixed with oil. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> into your cup. So what are you drinking over there? In typical fashion, I'm going Hunter. stout style. Yeah. Hunter Dorset stout. On a nice hot summer day, there's nothing that beats just a stout. <laughs> so this is uh, Bell's, I guess it's Bell Brewery. Um, they're Kalamazoo stout. And they are out of Comstock, Michigan. They are 6.0% alcohol by volume. And uh, yeah, like on the pour, man, it just looks really like rich and thick and dark. Yeah. And it didn't have like a big like foamy head or anything it was just like straight kind of syrup on the bottom it says uh stout brewed with brewer's licorice so we're, we're venturing back to the licorice see if we'll uh if we'll like it is there anybody who's just like an avid fan of licorice germans. not on this show germans <laughs> that's is that it a thing? that's only germans oh fuck yeah german kids eat black licorice <laughs> can- like, there's licorice candy everywhere over there that's okay. interesting. Oh, it's so strange to hear about other like countries' candy choices. Like when you like were whenever you guys did you ever try like Mexican candy and stuff when you were a kid and you were like, what is pleasurable about this experience? <laughs> no, what but I have had other experience? countries' sodas. Like if you go to the Coke factory, they show like all of the most popular drinks around the uh, around the globe in different <laughs> Look countries. Look how bad we're beating these other jerks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and dude, like China's fucking version of Coke is so weird. You know, like every other country's shit is like, God, that blows. Yo, <laughs> yeah, every Japanese, other country. Japanese candy is the shit, Hunter. Yeah, really? we'll have to try Japanese that. Oh, can you please bring me back some? Yeah, I'll br- we'll bring back yeah. a little token. Yes. Yeah, we'll little, bring you back a half-eaten pie. Party favors. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, man, but I see you're drinking out of something nice and delicious over there, Chase. What are you drinking out of? I like that you were doing the religious theme, so I, I wanted to try to hop on, and the yes. closest I could get was a beer called the Aztec Sacrifice. That's fucking badass. Pretty brutal. And that's very religious. And it's a Red India Pale Ale from Aztec Brewing, which is from here in a city called Vista, uh, California. And uh, yeah, it's a big, it says it's a big, bold, multi-red India Pale Ale with a wallop of citrus hops and specialty malts. And it's 7.6 alcohol by volume. So yeah, I I mean, it's going to be interesting because red ales are usually like really malty and sweet, but it's a red India Pale Ale. So it's going to have some IPA to it as well. So we'll see how it is. Nice, nice. Cool. 
I too am sticking to the dedicated theme that we decided on for the month, which mm-hmm. is religious-based beers. Glad to see one of my co-hosts is joining oh, me. Thank you, you so much, Chase. I never but- agree to this. <laughs> so for today, and it's something that Hunter said that you guys might have tried before, I'm drinking The Reverend from Avery Brewing Company out in Boulder. I have had it. You're going to fucking love it. Yeah, well, there's a reason I picked it out. Why, you may ask, it's a Belgian-style quadruple ale. Uh, 10% alcohol on the top, it says, not just for Sundays, which is cool because it's a Wednesday. Which is perfect. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, get it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Get it. Hey, right. Uh, but the can looks fucking awesome. The name looks fucking awesome. And from the first sippy, it tastes awesome as well. Yeah. So I'll go in a little bit more detail as it opens up. But, <laughs> you know, other than that. But enough about beers. Enough about us. We got some important shit to fucking talk about, okay? Yeah. This is witty banter. All right, Chase. You've yeah. just been going for like the Tourette beeps. Who? Chase. Chase. Is... He's just making it <laughs> as complicated as he can for you. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's that's got to be his prime motive. The more the more beeps you get in, the worse it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> the higher and the lower in the spectrum you can get. Oh man! But Chase not only gives you a terrible experience trying to edit the show, he also has great experiences for himself. Chase, I heard you wanted to talk about something you did this week. Yep, let's do a little. Uh, this is actually a throwback to an old segment of musical mastery. Master, master, musical mastery. And uh, right. It's time to talk about what I did on Sunday night, and that was see Metallica at Petco Park. Here in San Diego. Fucking man, ass. Let me tell you, Metallica, like, grew up loving them. Like, been listening to Metallica since I was, like, probably 10 years old. Uh, always been, like, a foundational band for me. And I saw them in high school, mm. and they left a pretty lasting impact on me as far as, like, what a concert experience is and can be, and, like, what I look for in a concert experience. Because. Mm-hmm. They at the time like were just such showmans about like involving the crowd into the show and that always stuck with me from that point forward like it's always been one of the things I talk about when it when it comes to concerts it's like what was the crowd like a crowd can make or break a show for me a lot of the time definitely yeah, for, fuck yeah. yeah absolutely the people you do stuff with can that, make yeah, the that's experience. what you're tangibly interacting with yeah totally and so I got to see I've, I saw them twice in high school. Uh, the first time I went with my parents, and that was when we saw the sword open up for them. That was pretty cool. And the second That's time, so fucking tight. I went <laughs> and I made my first like cross state drive ever. I drove up to Dallas and I I bought Cole a ticket. I bought myself a ticket. Went and saw Metallica eighth row, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the main motivations I went again was because they'll sometimes play this song called Creeping Death live, which is like. When they do it live, it's one of the sh- tightest songs ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one, the song's insanely cool, yeah. and two, it's one of the coolest like crowd songs because they just like really sit in the crowd involvement. So that was kind of why I went again. So they're cut. They they came around. Um, my buddy Colin Womack, which if you ever end up listening to this, a thousand thank yous again, was working on their tour, so he got me general admission tickets. So I got to go like into the the pit basically, and this was a fifty thousand person show like the entire stadium was sh- was sold out so that many people came all right yeah yeah and i'm like maybe 10 feet away from the front of the stage <laughs> and when you turn around i have behind me what looks like a 
fucking Lord of the Rings army of people, right? <laughs> and like Orcs. before, the, yeah, before the show starts, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking nuts. Like, this is going to be crazy. I like, yeah. I am that person where everyone else in the stadium is looking down and thinking, yeah, but imagine being there, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into the show, real quick, the openers was Gojira. And awesome. Gojira is fucking. I don't really listen to Gojira much. Cole's a big fan, but I've seen them t- live twice now, and they are still unlike any metal band I've ever listened to or seen. Um, and this was Darian's first time to see them as well, and she was like, "That's definitely not something I could like listen to all the time." But holy shit, that was awesome! Right? It's really intense, right? Yeah, I could it's, see them as being a awesome band to see live more than anything. You know yeah. what I mean? More than I would like probably listen to their studio albums all the time. Right. But like seeing that live experience of Gojira sounds fucking radical, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. And so then they had Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys do a DJ set. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That's fucking That's awesome. as fuck. What so the I got hell? to see Mixmaster. Master Mike in the flesh and he's like and this was really cool too and and honestly I gained like so much respect for him because you know he's a he's a DJ but he's DJing metal songs like he's he's mixing all of these metal songs like he he fucking did like Chop Suey into Dragula into a white (laughs) zombie song and until you know like shit that's awesome and it was it was dope like the crowd was getting pumped up it was it was like an experience I'd never had before. You know, I was like, this is all too weird. Yeah. You know, I can't that's believe a, I'm, yeah, I'm here tight. right now. You know? That sounds kind of matrixy, right? Like, Dude. like the DJ medley kind of uh, yeah. mashup. And especially with Dragula, because that was a song that was remixed for that movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, then the last opener, this is going to really uh, tingle your bits, as Hunter likes to say, was fucking Avenged Sevenfold, baby. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So I, you got to hear know. a little bit of, uh, what the fuck is it? What was my song? The fucking, uh, Beast in the Harlot? Beast in the Harlot. Oh, you got to let them hang. Oh, man. They actually didn't play that, but they did play Bat Country. So I got to hear Bat That's Country a great live. Song. I like Bat you Country. Know, okay. so eighth, eighth grade me had a little satisfaction, but I will tell you what, that fucking band is as douchey as you would think oh for sure that band is the epitome of the metal douche i didn't know if you were like really stoked to see them or not oh hell no man and their fans there were some people who were legitimately i think there for them even despite being in like ga and they they were the most obnoxious people of all time wearing ed hardy and shit Mm But yeah, I mean, ultimately what I want to talk about with this segment was kind of just talking about Metallica and how prolific they are as musicians, as artists, as like global music makers and entertainers. I want to also add that they fucking played Creeping Death. And so fucking tight. I I got to hear it live fucking at that show that close to them and what was cool was like after the first couple of songs james hetfield was like oh you guys are bringing it tonight huh and <laughs> i th- i think because i hadn't seen creeping death anywhere in their set list and i kind of think that they might have just thrown that in there because they knew how stoked this crowd was you know hmm. and like dude i lost my shit when that first <laughs> riff started like just went absolutely nuts but dude it was a two and a half hour set and damn I just can't get over what showman they are. Like James Hetfield, it's one thing to get a crowd of people in a space, but what that band is able to pull out of them and sort of like lead the night, you know, it you when I'm standing there in just the scale of everything that's happening around me, the the how loud it is, how many people are there, the music I'm listening to, I felt like I was in the middle of like a spectacle. Like it truly felt like a once in a lifetime moment where it's just like 
this is no one. This is an experience unlike any other, and it's a very rare experience for people to have, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was just fucking awesome, dude. And seeing Kirk Hammett still rip some of those solos like in one and master of puppets literally Mm -hmm. right in front of me like i'm watching his fingers live play this music unbelievable dude (laughs) yeah that's sick dude like one thing that kind of frustrates me is that there's a this weird like i don't know if it's like an age-based thing or what but there's like some people that kind of have this societal like stink about metallica like people just kind of shit on them for no reason but like I always defend Metallica and I fucking love Metallica. Like there's so many fucking just like Yeah, their like their earlier stuff in the eighties was like really intense and they have like some, you know, fucking killer guitar work and shit from from Kirk and um from James. But they also just have like great harmonies. They have some great like writing. Like a lot of their songs yeah. are just really fucking pretty and like I think I'm I'm I would put them up there as just like got like like legends of fucking metal you know like yeah they're the what one of the four like pillars of metal right so, yeah one of the big I four would argue that yeah i would argue that as well i think just like naturally with time as time goes on things to tend to get more like intense and build off of things and i think kids or like younger generations tend to listen to metal music that they have now and you know metal music has gotten to a unbelievable degree of variety and it can yeah. get into like the darkest, heaviest shit you've ever fucking heard in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you compare that to other bands like Metallica, mm-hmm. you may think to yourself that like, oh, this band isn't nearly as like rowdy like as weak, I am. Yeah. They're weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> Black Sabbath, Metallica, they're nothing. But you have to really look at the idea that they laid down the groundwork for bands like that to become successful and become are able to fucking do that now. And on top of that, dude, just going back, like some of their metal songs are literally just straight up fucking timeless. Yeah. Like legitimately timeless. Yeah. I mean, dude, when I was sitting there listening to master of puppets, I was sit thinking in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is probably one of, if not the best metal song ever written. (laughs) It just is. Like, can you imagine (laughs) writing that song? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Not really. Yeah, I can't, but, uh, it blew so, my shit away. How did it compare to? Because um, I think I remember you saying that like your favorite concert experience was when you went with Cole, right? Like, or at least maybe before this. Like, I thought that that was like your favorite maybe experience at a concert or show ever, right? Yeah. So there was that one. Um, the Jack White show in London is certainly up there, uh-huh. and um, a, like one of the Rush concerts is certainly up there. I. Mm. I honestly think this might be the number one now. Like, I think okay. I think this is the number one spot. Like, a night like no other, closer than I've ever been to these legends, a crowd that was bigger than I'd ever been a part of, singing louder than... Like, I really also kind of wanted... There's some high-rises around, around the stadium, and I was like, dude, I wish I could be up there to hear what this crowd sounds like from, like you know, half a mile away right now. Cause we have to sound mental dude. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, that was basically it. It was another, it was just reinforcing. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten this. Like we used to have conversations all the time about like, who's the best guitarist ever and blah, blah, blah. And like Kirk Hammett, he's gotta be it for me. Like it just, the respect I, 
the the swelling of respect I had come over me again for these 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 people that I sort of forgot. I don't really listen to them that much anymore. And like Max, I know you listen to their new album, and you're like, dude, it's actually really good. And like, yeah, yeah. I got to listen to their new songs live, and they fucking rocked, dude. Yeah, like, it dude, was awesome. So meaty riffs off of that new album, man. That's sick. I support. I fucking magnetic. love that. Older musicians like Rush and Metallica are still getting the fuck after it. Like, I love that shit. It gives me hope. I'm like, dude, I'm like like 25 and like wondering if I'm already passing my prime and they're like 60 and like fucking killing it. And I'm like writing amazing shit. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I agree. I think, I mean, yeah, like they have such a huge plethora of just sounds in their discography that you you tend to like flock towards a different stage of Metallica like I think I mean Chase is the person that exposed um because I think when I was like like I was a kid like we were just talking about I, I kind of had a little bit of a stink about me when it came to Metallica yeah. and Chase kind of put me on to like kill them all and put them on me on to like older tracks like that that he knew that I would be attracted mm-hmm. to and I liked and like those have become some of my favorite fucking metal albums of all time yeah right so I think it's just important to to note that you know even as you get older and you're changing, you're still putting out fucking righteous, righteous shit. Mm-hmm. Were there yeah. any other cool moments, like little, other, little yeah, singular notable, tidbits? Notable songs or notable experiences in, within the concert? I mean, so? just, just being so close to them, they at, at the very end of the set, they brought the drum set all the way up to the very start, like front of the stage, and I, I just basically got to watch them as if I was standing next to them in a room, you know, play a stadium <laughs> that was bigger than I've ever been in, you know? So I think all of it as a whole was just, is what I've taken away as, as the memory. But yeah, I, have to, I have to ask you, Chase, how early did you go to this concert to get? Yeah, I was yeah. the line. When did you get there? <laughs> when did you get at the concert? I, I got to my, I got to the doors at five. I got to the spot at about five fifteen, and they didn't go on until about nine. That's not nearly as bad as I thought that was going to be, man. No. You, you've so done way long, yeah. So, how long, so you weren't a, so you got in you got in line at 5 or No, I mean I just walked in, dude, like there huh. was already like the stage was so big that there was probably a good 100, 200, 300 people in and around at that area. Yeah, like that were in your at, degree. Like, right, that were kind of like yeah. technically closer, but you know how it is when these concerts starts like you get pushed forward you end up making your way closer and so on and so forth so yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> well, that's fucking awesome dude i'm jealous you've seen him three times yeah Jesus. dude that's yeah. fucking awesome man a band like Metallica and cool openers and shit too i'm, I'm telling you guys it was, it's, i'm still riding off that high yeah man rightfully man <laughs> uh man but it, it's it's cool to to think about past experiences and think about how the past can affect you mm-hmm. you know now but sometimes He's got to look towards the future. So that's why we come over to Hunter here. Hunter, tell us a little bit about the future today. Okay. So I'm doing a little bit of a fusion between <laughs> quick fire news. Yeah! Quick fire news. And future boner. Future. Quick fire boners. Yeah. Quick fire boners. I just yeah. call them quick boners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quickies. <laughs> So basically, instead of instead of kind of like finding a, a new topic and lecturing on y'all, le- lecturing on like kind of how it works or like getting y'all really uh, understanding what it, it's all about, there's a lot of stuff that's happening and stuff that we've kind of regularly followed um, that I could like update people's information on. So I just decided there's like three different things that I was like, man, this is really interesting. Let's get an update on that. And then there's one little uh, you know shout out experiential thing that everyone should be on the lookout for coming up so first one is uh crispr so of course 
after Gotta you know, I think I think uh, everyone's kind of just straight up in or uh, enamored with like the capabilities of CRISPR, and basically, um, I think at the beginning of August or yeah, August second is when uh, this post that I read came out uh, from the Washington Post that said the first human embryo editing experiment in the U.S. corrects gene for heart condition. Um, and it reads, scientists have successfully edited the DNA of human embryos to erase a hereditable heart condition that is known for causing sudden death in young competitive athletes. Um, this is the first time gene editing on human embryos has been conducted in the United States. And it was, uh, it was originally posted in a nature journal. So, yeah, I don't know. That on top of there's like another there's like a whole post about all the crazy. Well, I mean that shit. was like the first one of the first successful instances of CRISPR like curing a very rare disease, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like it was it's a like very a, monumental moment. Yeah. yeah, for sure. One because it was like the first time that that's done on humans in the U.S. Yeah, and two because it's just like it was incredibly yeah it was incredibly successful like. It yeah. was it was uh, universally accepted. There wasn't really a whole much doubt about it. It's awesome, yeah, dude. I, I learned about CRISPR through you on this show, and it's cool to see. Like, one, I didn't recognize how prolific it was just in, around, like, in just people's everyday knowledge. Like, I, I think a lot of people are aware of it, and they are tracking, excuse me, the progress of it. And it's it's just awesome to see it, like, kind of picking up momentum and steam, you know? Yeah, man. I'm glad to see that uh, the U.S. is getting behind just, like, going forward and starting to test on human embryos and stuff like that real quick. Cause I remember back in the day we were just fuddling around with some animals and China was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. China was going to yeah, put, a new head on put this in guy. all these people we were trying to figure out the ethics and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's another, so yeah, like there's basically a whole post about all these achievements that have been happening in 2017 with CRISPR. There's like 11 of them. Uh, the most uh, curious one beyond that one that I just listed uh, number two said, this year, scientists successfully used gene editing to completely extract HIV from a living organism with repeated success across three different animal models. In addition to the complete removal of the virus DNA, the team also prevented uh, progress of acute latent infection. That's fucking insane. So they basically just fucking eradicated HIV from three different animals. Well, it's crazy because yeah, you got to think about it like, okay, everybody was thinking about how you cure HIV and these guys were just like, let's just get it out of there. <laughs> let's just put just it in a jar, leave it in the pantry and you don't have it anymore. I just don't want you to have it, right? But that's fucking insane. HIV... Yeah. Man, extracted it completely. Three different instances. Yeah, and they're doing it like, yeah, and they have they have stuff with like fucking, um, you know, crazy bacteria that's like res resistant to antibiotics. Like they've now programmed viruses uh, with CRISPR that are like finally taking those motherfuckers out. Um, they've also done stuff where, um, oh man, I can't remember the other one. Basi basi but yeah, basically CRISPR's, accelerating at a torrential speed yeah man uh, and that's really exciting it's really fun to like continue seeing what it's going to be achieving that is incredible. so that's one of them awesome um next up is hyperloop update mm -hmm. um uh, so the hyperloop one i remember on the last time that we talked about it the hyperloop one was trying to get a uh, a test run in june um they were a little late on that but they did put out a test run recently 
And um, off of BigThink.com, they have an article that says, Hyperloop One, a company unaffiliated with Musk's original idea for Hyperloops, achieved a major feat on July 29th at a Nevada test site, reaching speeds of up to 192 miles per hour. Wow. Jesus Christ. The XP1 Hyperloop pod designed by the company ran nearly the full length of the 500-meter full-scale track, beating all previous Hyperloop speed records. Um, And... What's what's just cool about that? It, I mean, even though it's really only like a third, even less of what the potential top speed was predicted to be. Um, like, even if you think of if you just if you just implemented what they put right there, then I could get to Austin in less than an hour. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, that's already fucking awesome. It makes it like that's my commute to get to work is around like 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Yeah. So like me just dip it into Austin for a day. Yeah. Dip him right back. Yeah. That's fucking dope. And like basically where they're at now is like, um, trying to figure out like air lock, uh, or airtight locking mechanisms. Um, because it's all about like having the most highly pressurized system. Basically what I read was that like the tube that they're pushing that down is equivalent to what it would be like, um, 200,000 feet in the air. Like it's that, okay. that sort of, that's how thin the air is. Yeah. It's how much yeah. pressure. Yeah. And how much thin the air is. Um, but yeah, I mean, they would basically right, what they're at right now is they were shooting for it to go to like 250 miles per hour, that 500, um, meter track. So I think they do have some kind of improvements that they can, uh, start, you know, trying to work toward and, and figuring that out. But if they were to increase their track by like a mile or 1.2 miles, they think they're like, yeah, like essentially if you keep 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 the track going that we could get up to like 600 miles an hour. So that's going to be pretty me, fucking cool. Give me gut feeling how many years until we're getting on the first commercial Hyperloop trip. So this this company made a prediction that they will have three working Hyperloops in the U.S. by 2021. Tight. Fuck Yeah. Here we go, baby. 2020 is going to be here quick, dude. Real quick. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's going to be sick. (laughs) Um, So that was cool. I was like really glad because I was was, like literally waiting for that. Like throughout the entire month of June, I was like, when the fuck are they going to do their test site? And it was really like tight lipped. Uh, And then they finally came out and it was like fucking successful. So that's awesome. Um, And so that's, that's one of the other things. The, uh, the last kind of future boner update is about Bitcoin, um, because recently there is a, what they called a hard fork in the Bitcoin blockchain in the public ledger. Basically, just as a little bit of background, um, you know, the way blockchain works is that they send sort of these little, little bullet train kind of things, these little blocks of information um, that are kind of small and they send them, you know, like fairly regularly and basically they're incredibly encrypted. And so that makes it, um, you know, very high as far as an inability to be able to like crack and, and decrypt the code. Right. Um, basically people are starting to get frustrated because Bitcoin's, um, like the public ledger that it operates on the blockchain because they're such small blocks and they can't do more than one at a time, it's basically like slowing down what they think could be the progress of Bitcoin. And so there's like this... They found a uh, bottleneck. Well, they yeah. 
in the, and there's like a faction and ideology between like, well, we want it to be as secure as possible and Bitcoin's already working and everyone's fucking about it. But then there's also these sort of other people that believe like, well, it's not really going to be that big of a security risk if you just increase the blockchain, uh, like the actual block. So you can put more information in there um, and you could do more uh, transactions even faster as well. So Yeah, because well, it's, it's just the strength of the encryption really that's where like where all the the defense is, right? Right. Well, yeah, and, and how much information is in there. And so the people that Cause, want... Because yeah, how much information is like the risk, essentially, right? Yeah, right. And so the bigger the block, the more at risk you are, right? And so there are these people that are like, yeah, but, you know, that's kind of one of the main things that's holding Bitcoin back is that it can't do, like, you know, net, big banks and shit right now can do thousands of transactions in a second, whereas like Bitcoin can only do one every like seven seconds or something. Um, and so you have these this faction of people that believe that like okay we'll make the blocks bigger and we'll bring down the amount of time between um, blocks that are sent and that way we'll be able to really like fucking proliferate Bitcoin and make it bigger than what it is now and so that faction basically I don't know why it it, it brought about what they called a hard fork which meant that it's a fork in the road man you got left to right <laughs> on August first um, there um, was a, a flip. That was switched or a switch that was flipped, and <laughs> sorry, and um, and after that moment, there became one Bitcoin cash, like unit, for every Bitcoin that was on the chain at that time, and so basically, a shit ton of people got free money out of this uh, because if you had a private wallet with Bitcoin in it, after that uh, switch was flipped, um, you also had. Like, if you had a Bitcoin, you would have one Bitcoin Cash as well. And Bitcoin Cash is currently trading, um, you know, on, on alternative uh, coin exchanges as well. Right now, it's at, like, 200 um, When that first happened, it was trading around, like, $700. So, are they giving away this Bitcoin Cash with these blockchains as an incentive for people to use the blockchains because they'll get free money, essentially? Yeah, and what, what they were kind of wondering is, is like, okay, well, are people going to be more on board with this whole bigger blocks and, like using Bitcoin cash to kind of take over Bitcoin and like be the new bigger, better Bitcoin. And what happened is, is, you know, it was like a lot of kind of speculation about what was going to happen. What actually happened was that Bitcoin cash is not really uh, as successful as they thought it would be. And um, I think right before the the hard fork, uh, Bitcoin was selling at like 2,500. And what they thought might happen was like, you know, it would decrease in value for whatever the value in Bitcoin cash increased. Um, what happened now is I think Bitcoin's trading at like 3500 which is a week later. Uh, so that's like $1,000 more for, that's per pretty Bitcoin. good. And I, and I think what it did is it really just kind of established that Bitcoin is here to stay. It's the dominant one. It's what people are comfortable with. It's what they like. Um, and I think it, it kind of, you know, it, it, it ingrained itself as sort of like the top dog. And so that was that was cool. I just thought that that was like really interesting, like, you know, it, it, it's kind of esoteric trying to understand like why Bitcoin Cash was coming around and like what it actually means. Is it it's different? It's such a dense subject, dude. It's 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 tough to get a real handle on what's going on with all that. At least for me personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a hand in it personally right now, but um, 
But yeah, I saw a fucking stat that Bitcoin has increased 267% since the beginning of this year. Well, I'm just looking at the graph, right, in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like when it was created, and it went like pretty up in that first year. Uh-huh. And then it just like dipped right back down from 2014. And it pretty much like dipped down, didn't really hit itself back up until about like in between 2016 to 17. And then it just exploded. Yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. man. So it's so, on its way up. Thank so. you, Donald Trump. Oh, great. <laughs> Trump again. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence, huh? Think about that. Illuminati, huh? And what was really interesting, too, was uh, there was a lot of speculation on what was going to happen with other bit, with other alternative coins, right? Like, oh, well, they think that Bitcoin will go down, so they think that after the hard fork, Ethereum's going to jump up, and then as Bitcoin like flounders back upward and recovers, then Ethereum will go back down and dip because everyone's talking about Bitcoin and getting in on Bitcoin again, and so people are investing lower, and then Ethereum's going to go back. It's like, basically, there's all this, like, it's, it's, it's a financial market at this point. It's, it's interesting. It's like trading stocks and like wondering how people are going to be affected and, you know, four or five different iterations down the line. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, and then the last thing that I was bringing, I'm sure you all have heard of it. Uh, but all you listeners out there, if you haven't put it on your calendars, you better fucking do this. Solar eclipse. Total solar eclipse is happening on August 21st. Did you guys Damn. know about this? Yep. Yes, I did. And basically, there's only like a small strip of America that's actually going to be able to see a full total solar eclipse. Um, But everybody's going to be able to partially see it, which is like the first time. Like, it's usually over like the fucking ocean or something. But this is like one of the first times in a long, long time that just, you know, highly, highly densely populated areas are going to be able to see it. And uh, everybody put market on your counter. I'm. I kind of wish that I could just go out on a Monday. Yo, and drive I'm drinking the Aztec in. sacrifice. This is what they were all about, dude. <laughs> that is the night. You know, I'm. I'm getting into it. I'm preparing already. Good man. I. I fucking love it. I'm really excited. Um, you know, I think people will be kind of. Hopefully, how often do these come around again? I'd say like maybe once every like sixty or seventy years. Like I, I don't really Holy know. That's that's it's, really? it's a big deal. Like it's maybe like a once in a lifetime thing. Maybe twice in a lifetime. Holy shit! Man. But uh, but or at least like with these circumstances around it. Um, and I don't know. I guess it's just uh, I think it's cool to have um, you know, in in such time where people are outraged and fucking divided, maybe we'll look up into the sky and. <laughs> Yeah, and all, of, and all of our zealot Americans can claim that the world is going to end again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, man. that's kind of all I had. That's my uh, quick fire future boner news. Ooh, my head is feeling pretty full right now. A lot of stuff to think about for the future. Hopefully there's yeah. no HIV in it. Otherwise, I will get CRISPR to take it yeah. right out. Yeah. Does it matter if there's HIV in it? <laughs> I, mean, I don't even head care on down to the HIV crispr store. Yeah, pull that HIV <laughs> out of me. store. Right? Who knows? Right? So there's a lot of stuff to think about. Uh, let's you know. Let's dwell on it for a bit. Uh, plan our solar eclipse parties. Mm-hmm. Then come back and maybe do a little halftime on this beer. Okay. Okay. Sounds good, dude. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. 
Welcome to the second half of the show. We're doing a little bit of some half times on these beers. I don't know about you guys, but my beer's pretty dope, but I kind of saw that coming from a mile away. So maybe you guys can tell me a little bit about what you guys are drinking. The Kalamazoo Stout is, for all of its like aesthetic of just... Uh, it just looks like it's going to be thick. It's It's got the licorice in it and the taste. Um, it's not as like bold and rich and chocolatey as I'm used to stouts and uh, importers and stuff usually having. Um, but it is only, it's only 6.0% alcohol by volume, so it's not really ca- carrying like a huge alcoholic punch with it. I'm digging it. I think it just, it hits a little flat for me. Like, like it, it, it has a little bit much of that licorice and kind of not enough of like the typical things that I get out of stouts like the the, the uh, toffee and, and like vanilla tones and stuff like that. Yeah, when you have a pour like that, you have a lot to live up to. Yeah. 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 You expect so a very, it's, you know, it's pretty good. Stout. Pretty good. I'm drinking it. Certified pretty good. All right, Chase, what do you know about your beer over there? So yeah, it claims to be a red India pale ale. It really just tastes like a red ale. It's very malty. Uh, it's very good. I like it a lot. It tastes, you know, it's got like the pretty straightforward traditional flavors you'd associate with the red ale, like toffee and uh, like caramel, uh, almost a little smoky, very rich in malt. I get really no hop character. Uh, it claims to have 82, 82 IBUs, and maybe those are just there for balance. You know, like maybe it's just balancing it out perfectly, and maybe that's a feat for the beer, but it doesn't taste like a crossing of two styles like I was expecting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Uh, the Belgian, the Reverend, the Belgian style quadruple ale, delicious. It's red. It's sweet. It's preaching. It's aromatic, it up. and it's uh, it's heavy and dense on the alcohol, which is always a good thing, no matter what, in any situation. It's a good beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. Uh, but you know what? It's also pretty good as well. What's that? The game section, okay? I'd agree with that. I'd say that I it's think a, the listeners agree, too. The, the listeners like the game section. This is when we, you know, we relax a bit, you know? The last few games have been pretty fucking golden. Yeah, which means that I either have to keep up with this, or I'm just going to let everybody down in this one right now. <laughs> okay, so well. So now that we have that pressure well, established, uh, we're going to come back to a classic here, the Google game. Google game. Fucking Google. Google game, man. Now, this is a simple concept with complicated laughs mm-hmm. from time to time. So, just, by the way, the only I feel like the only fuel that keeps this show on is our reaction to how fucking ridiculous these questions are because we never <laughs> do well in this game. <laughs> this yeah. sounds like surprisingly I tough. have been... Well, see, this is how it's changed, okay? this is the, the, I did the first Google game. It was pretty good. And the second Google game, you guys didn't hit anything. I struck out like zero out of 13. (laughs) I I missed 13 in a row. And if you noticed on the one after that, I made at least two of them like fairly approachable. Yeah. Fairly approachable Google searches. And I keep up with that because it's not so much about like just the wacky things that people say, Mm -hmm. but it's the wacky things that people say about specific stuff that we might be familiar with. Right. Right. All right. So just to remind everybody exactly how the Google game works, uh, I've essentially typed into Google on four separate occasions the beginning of a question. And the top five search results are then all listed at the bottom. I then save those results and I ask them how to finish these questions and which one of these is going to be like the most, you know, searched question on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number one answer is worth five points. The number five answer is worth one point. 
if you get how that goes. Mm-hmm. You both get four guesses on each one. We're going to do uh, cannonball style, just shouting one out if you know, if you think that you have a good answer. And then from that point forward, it goes back and forth. Does that make sense? Yep. Everybody got the rules down? Mm-hmm. You understand? I'm just going to say who's going to start us off here. We'll start off with Hunter here because the first one could pertain we, to him. I thought we were doing cannonball style. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. On well, your marks. Go ahead and, on your marks. Get set. This is a simple one. <laughs> is anime... That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is anime... For nerds. For nerds is not on there, no. Uh, is anime Japanese? Not on there, no. Fuck. Is anime... So good. No, that one's not on there. No, it isn't. Is anime popular? Mm. See, I'm in a tricky situation. <laughs> is there anything else you want to do to that statement? Is anime popular in America? No, that is not on there. God damn it. Fuck. Uh, is anime art? That is also not on there. No. <laughs> wow. God, who could have fucking predicted this? <laughs> it gets easier from here. All right. Oh, uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> is, oh, God. So now I, you know, I have one lead and I don't know what to fucking do. With. <laughs> yeah, think about it. You should have a couple leads. Is anime popular for adults? <laughs> no, that is not on there. Is anime for kids? Uh, no, that is also not on there. That's a Damn good. It. That's a good. That's a good guess, though. Which I'm glad that, we have such great guesses. Yeah, which means the last one goes. That to is you, literally Hunter. how this game always goes. Like really good <laughs> guess, close, but not. <laughs> but no, it isn't on there. I have strict rules here. Um. Oh, I have another one. Yeah, one more. Um. Is anime. Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> is anime popular in Japan? Is anime popular in Japan? The number four answer. Yay! That's two points for your boy Hunter. Uh, Chase, why, why is that the fucking question? I have question? no it's like, idea. Obviously, it's popular in <laughs> yeah. Japan. They made that yeah, shit. Yeah, right? Um, all right, so Chase, you said is anime uh, for kids. The number one answer is anime a cartoon. So that's on the same lines, right? Mm. Uh, Chase, you also said is anime good? Uh, the number two answer, may, answer is anime bad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, is it bad? What, is, like, what does that even <laughs> fucking mean? Think about the people who are asking no, Google. I mean, that's literally questions. how people operate nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I played this video game. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Seven out of ten. It's bad. Uh, the number three answer is anime real. It's hilarious. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that even fucking what does that mean? Uh, what do you think it means? Is anime popular in Japan? The number four answer. Congratulations, Hunter. Uh, and the last answer is anime a sin? I have no idea oh why God. that's on there, but I thought I would bring that to like the attention All of here. those except for the one. Uh, even the one that I guessed are all retarded. <laughs> all right. All Interesting. Right. All right. Here we go. Round number two. Two to zero. Why is Tom Cruise uh, in everything? <laughs> that is not on there, no. A, a Scientologist. That is not on there, Are you no. fucking kidding me? <laughs> what are you why is Tom Cruise so short? 
not on there, no. <laughs> why is Tom Cruise always sprinting? Oh, why is Tom Cruise always running? The number two answer. All Dude. Right, that's four points. He up. fucking sprints at full speed in every movie he's ever been. I mean, he got six points. All right, we're doing over to uh, Chase here. Come on, man. What is, yeah, what's the prompt again? Why is Tom Cruise blank? <laughs> Famous? The number one answer. Yes. Chase gets five points. We got a yes. five to six game Golly. here. Holy. Fucking needed that, dude. Here we go. Um, why is Tom Cruise, um, I want to say like homosexual. <laughs> it's not on there. No, like it is Like in the isn't. closet or you know, No, know. that is not one of the answers. Okay. Oh, man. Chase, you got one more left, right? I can't believe it's not Scientologist isn't one. Yeah, I'm, I was flabbergasted really crazy. by that not being on. Why there. is Tom Cruise... One of I these answers might offer a revelation to you guys. I haven't... I don't understand, but maybe it is. Married? That is not on there, no. Hunter, you got one last guess. A revelation. It's not like, don't think about that. <laughs> revelation, <laughs> revelator. Why is he a revelator? Um, why is Tom Cruise attractive? No, that is not on there. So we have a five to six game here. Okay. You both got four guesses in, right? Yeah. All right. The number one answer, why is Tom Cruise famous? Number two, why is Tom Cruise always running? Number three, why is Tom Cruise doing the mummy? Why is Tom Cruise <laughs> remaking The Mummy? And then number five answer, why is Tom Cruise always named Jack in his movies? <laughs> is he? So that's what I said too, right? Now, I haven't done any research, but I'd like the viewers or whomever to just research the characters that Tom Cruise uh, plays. And I would love to see how many characters he's played. His famous Jack. movie is, is Top Gun. He's Maverick. I mean, come on. Jack Maverick. <laughs> no. Is that not right? No. Maverick Jack? Well, that's his oh, nickname, right? That's not his actual <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his real know. name on that show? They never say his real name. The bar right. that he plays Great Balls of Fire is here in San Diego. Really? Oh, little, and little the place fact. the place where he uh, they filmed the volleyball scene is like a few miles away from where I work. Oh, you gotta you gotta get some pics pics no, out there, man. Yeah, man. Get some Maverick shots out there. All I gotta do is get access to the military base and I'm there. <laughs> All I gotta do <laughs> is join peasy. the military, I'm in. Easy peasy. All right. All right, guys, we're heading over and over to round right, number three. It's five to game. six. It's a close game. It's anybody's game here. But the real question is, why do people like blank? Wow. <laughs> this rap, I, rap music. Rap music. <laughs> rap music is not on there. Um, Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and why I want to... I wanna why do people like Game of Thrones? Uh, that is not on here. Fuck. I want to say to... I assure you that I logged out of my account, just in case you think that this has been skewed. Why okay. do people like country music? Uh, not on here now. Come on. But that is a real question. What, like, what is it? Why do people like fighting games? <laughs> no, that's not. That's very. Specific. I don't know. I mean, it sounded like you were. Yeah, like, I feel you. I, no, I, you're going for it. I catch you, Chase. Why do people like Donald Trump? The number one answer. Why do people Holy like Trump? fuck. Why did I not? Ten to six. All right. I can. Here we all right, go. I like it. <laughs> um, wow. I got to get po with the popular fucking. Who answered first here? Uh, I think Chase did, right? So it's you're on your third guess. Chase has gone through three, right? I think. 
Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so why do people like? Why do people oh. like? <laughs> one thing that I'm truly curious about, <laughs> but I, I don't think this is going to be one. Why do people like The Bachelor? Uh, that's not on here, no. Chase? Why do people like mayonnaise? <laughs> that's not on here, but... That, oh, it's creamy and that? delicious. <laughs> Especially on, considering dude. the dude who was the mayonnaise king. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta think outside the box. You gotta think I about what questions people would ask you. I think this you. is my third. The champion of mayonnaise. The mayonnaise champion. What was it? The, what, wasn't the first thing I did? Why do people like Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay, I think this is my third. That means that Chase is another guest after this dude, then. Okay. Um. Why do people like Hillary Clinton? Not on there, Chase. God One damn last it! Question. Can't be riding my coattails, dude. <laughs> dude the fuck out of like my jet stream. People type in their uh, coattails. Oh, and Chase, one more guess. Okay, why do people like McDonald's? Not on here, no. Fuck that! <laughs> why do people there's like McDonald's? Be, there's gotta be a food-related thing in there, dude. Uh, there. Well, a drink-related one. Mm. You can't just be giving him hints like <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You got a four-lead spread here. We gotta do something here. It's fucked up, dude. <laughs> um. Gosh, I, I don't want to even. I use assure that. you, I logged out of my account. So many hints. Why do people like uh, Ryan Gosling? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I like that you're showing how well you know me, but that is not on here. Uh, the number one answer, why do people like Trump? The number two answer, why do people like anime? Wow. Oh. Number three answer, why do people like sex? Uh, well, I can tell you why. It's very biological. Uh, number four answer, why do people like fidget spinners? Ooh, uh, I should have gotten that that's one. A, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah, topical. I should have gotten that. In number five, why do people like beer? Can wow. we tell people why they like why you should like beer? Who knows? All right, so it's ten Brady to. Banner would never ask such a question. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's ten to six right now. Okay, I gotta make some fucking really moves. cannonball style. You gotta get this number one answer, Hunter. Okay. <laughs> How much pot? How much pot? That's it. Does the United States grow? Uh, that is not on here, no. Fucking A. <laughs> How much pot can kill you? Um, I'm going to say no. no, that's not on here. How much pot to overdose? The number four answer. What is the <laughs> fucking difference? <laughs> Overdosing is like... Overdose to kill you? That's that. You got to be more oh, specific. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the number four answer, which means that Chase, you now have twelve points. All right, we need some we need some points on the board here, Hunter. I know. <laughs> um, God damn it. Um, I hear Chase typing in all the answers over there. Yeah, I, I hear do him too. googling it. it. <laughs> how uh, much pot? Uh, how much pot is illegal? To carry <laughs> in the United States. That's yes, not on here, no. God damn it. <laughs> Chase? How many guesses have I had? You've had two. Two. You both have had two, right? Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> much pot does my kid smoke? Not on here, no. <laughs> 
How much pot has Willie Nelson smoked? Yeah, it's not on here. God damn! <laughs> I thought that was gonna happen. Oh man. Oh, that's a good. That, I like you where your head's at though. Mm-hmm. Maybe a he's movie. He's an icon. Later. Yeah. He's a pot icon. Yeah, he's like a pot icon. He's a fucking spearhead. Yeah. Well, I've already lost at this point. It's all, well, you know, you don't want to lose by six though. How much pot is in an ounce? <laughs> that's a funny question. But it's not on here. <laughs> All right. The number one answer, Hunter. Mm, what is it? I don't think I, I don't I, I don't have any like inclinations here. Cause like the number one most intriguing thing is like how much pot can you smoke before it's it's too much, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't. Well, yeah. That's yep. <laughs> how much pot is too much? <laughs> How much pot can you smoke? How much, How much pot, pot can too... people smoke? What do you want to say? How much pot can you smoke to get high or whatever? Um, that is not on here. What is? But let me what tell is on you. Here? <laughs> but what honey, else let, is new? Let me it's really you. my question. Let me, let me tell you. The number three answer is how much pot is too much? I fucking said that. But you didn't use that as your I didn't, answer. I didn't final. You didn't fire that answer. Uh, the number four. How much pot to overdose? Thank you, Chase. Uh, number five. Should have been mine. How much pot does it take to overdose? Oh, my God. What, what is the fucking <laughs> difference? Yeah, you uh, understand that once we get the OD, we're out. We're not thinking yo, about I that know, anymore. I know. I get you. I, I understand. Um, number two answer. How much pot is in a joint? I was okay, That was actually going to be my next one, dude. Really? Well, yeah. That is such noob. You one of one by 10 points. Shit. Um, like 3.62 grams. <laughs> and the my number the number one answer and my favorite answer, how much pot roast per person? <laughs> what? How much so pot roast? Pot <laughs> roast per person. You gotta think about it. That's that's fuck? who's on here. Somebody's making a pot roast and they're thinking, how much do I fucking cook when I have a dinner party for ten people over here? <laughs> and they type in how much pot? What is all this shit? <laughs> roast roast! I'm making oh. a wholesome meal. Yes, fuck. Roasty joints. Yeah. <laughs> Roasty kush. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, as usual, <laughs> incredible failure on my end. Not even a close. Oh, not man. really even close on any. Where are really. we in general competition right now? I would like You've to been, look back and figure that so, out. So, okay. As far as I remember, um, I think during this season, I think you started off pretty strong. I think coming off of last season, you won Metal or Magic. I think you won like two or three in a row. Then I had a really strong stint for like four games or something. Then four? you... That's pretty... It's <laughs> like, whoa. Month maybe not let me check the facts here. You know, maybe not like all in a row, but I just mean like I was kind of winning a little more regularly. And then I think now you are kind of taking it back your way. I think uh, you've Chase won has been the last probably four out of the last six at least. I mean, ever since you lost the Dragon Ball game. Yeah, that's been tough. That was, been I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't recovered yet. I'm thinking about maybe doing a, a revisiting to the Dragon Ball game here pretty soon. I would so like stay tuned that. For that. I would, I would got, appreciate that. I've got some new games kind of dwelling up to as well. We're, we've got some stuff cooking, so maybe we'll come back with some fresh stuff, see if somebody else can take the lead. But uh, for now, Chase, congratulations. We'll thank have you, to stave you. off the Google game for a bit, because my, my ego that seems to be your really. Yeah, that seems to be your vice. Yeah. Uh, Chase, do we have any emails going on? Of course we do. It's time for Dunter's Mail Corner. 
Okay, uh, first one from Dooney Ray says, What's up, fools? Tell up, us about a time when something was clearly your fault, but you tried to brush it off. You tried, to, you tried your best to brush off the blame. And he says, P.S. Max be ducking this T7 run back. Oh. He's calling you out, man. <sighs> yeah, he's trying to, man. I think we actually answered this question not too Yeah, long ago. I think we did answer this question almost exactly in a pretty recent episode. What was it? What was it? We, we basically oh. said, like, a time that you. Gave somebody else the blame for something you did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I do that with farts all the time. Yeah, so. and Ch- yeah. like Chase, like the episode before that, Chase talked about a fart that he let out that Jonathan Wilcher ended up taking the blame for. That is funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. We we <laughs> fart a lot on the show. <laughs> that much is farty certain. persons farting all the time. Uh, now this but, next email, yeah, from someone we haven't heard from in a bit. This one's from Ben Ebig. Mr. Yeah, E-Big, he's busy platinuming things. Big. Yeah, he's been working hard. what's up, hard, brothers? Sure. He's got a cool question. What's up, brothers? <laughs> Wanted to write in just to let you know I haven't forgotten about you guys. I've been taking an online class and playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Two things that go together <laughs> great. How is that possible? Because right. isn't Pokemon Go like shut down for like a month or whatever <laughs> after know. that Pokemon I Festival? We talking he about says, I still Go listen Fest? to every episode, so thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Here's my question this week. You're about to go to war against an army of demons. Assemble your Damn team. It. Choose one Marvel character, one DC character, one video game character, and one anime character. Okay. You may That's also choose one question. weapon of choice for yourself to fight alongside them. Well, Cheers, Ben. See, I want to just throw this out there. I don't want to get too cheap with the characters that we pick, you know. Yeah, let's not do the ultra, like... Un- if unlimited potential fact characters. is if you're not picking Dr. Manhattan for your DC vote yeah, but can Dr. Manhattan fuck around with demon world dude I don't know you know that would be a risky choice he fucks choice. around with matter <laughs> but yeah, we don't know if matter? demons are made of matter oh they yeah. might be anti-matter <laughs> shit true think about it okay oh man um so let's get DC? let's get the the harder smaller pools out. What what about the Marvel and DC characters here? Marvel and DC characters who are we putting in here? Um, let's see who would who would just do the most. Who would just like, be the most? I'm like helpful? tempted to say the Hulk. Yeah, dude, the Hulk is just like as far as Marvel goes. I guess like I just don't understand OP. how you could beat the Hulk. It's just like oh well, like the more you hurt him, the angrier he gets, and the more powerful he becomes. This is true, but then that being said, the Hulk has never been beat. Has he ever been beat? I don't know. Maybe I would say the Hulk. That would be my first. You know, I like you that, can, and I think we should those. choose Witty Banter's team. So, if, I mean, yeah. if we're all good we're with the Hulk, then are we I'm, all I'm good down. with the Hulk? Then it would be between the Hulk and Thor, I think. Um, but, I, but I think Hulk is more powerful than Thor. Yeah, I also agree. I think that Hulk could lay down more than Thor can. Okay, I said it. All DC right. character. My all first, right. my first thing was Batman. Mostly for you strategy. Want it's a demon, dude. Because strategy. You want a mathematician in there. It's a strategy. He's too susceptible to demons, though. He's Why got his own he personal demons that they'll accept. He has his own. Demons. Yeah, he has the demons in his own head, which means Everyone he's familiar. Everyone knows his one weakness is demons. With demons. <laughs> well, then who do you say, Chase? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a <laughs> very big Wonder Woman? Pool of knowledge. Dr. Fate. 
I don't really, I don't just, I don't know the uh, DC realm as well as I do Marvel because it hasn't been shoved down my throat for like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, DC. Get just it together. Well, just wait, man. So no Superman? <laughs> We're not bringing Superman in here? He's, he's, That's like he's kind of the obvious what you want to go with. Um, as long as the sun's around and there's no demon kryptonite. I don't know. I feel like a demon overtake means it's going to be pretty much perpetual nighttime. Does that, I mean... Well, then I'm just saying Superman's that's probably going to go in there. Which makes me think, Batman. If we're not going to do I, Dr. Manhattan. Almost purely for the fucking strategy. Like, I just want a strategist on my team. You got to. We you have the brawn. The brawn is there. Hulk's going to be out there doing business. He's going to be taking his time going through the army. But you don't have to worry about him. I can, or maybe about- Green Lantern. You know, Green Lantern would be pretty fucking cool. Green Lantern's a pretty solid choice. Was that what you were going to say? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Doc, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, keep going. Look, let's do Batman, all right? We need someone in the... He's behind the lines. He's figuring out how the demons work. I can yeah. dig that. All right. Now, a video, a video game character is a very broad universe Well, I think the characters. answer... I mean, the answer is clear. Okay. Is it? It's Devil May Cry's Dante. He fights demons for his fucking living. Man, yeah, he knows or, he's familiar with it. That's my vote. No, I'm sorry. I've got a better one. The Doom Marine from Doom. That guy is literally killing and closing portals from hell. That's actually a pretty good answer. It's got to be the Doom Marine, dude. But how big of demons does he fight? Dude, you are. If you play Doom, it's insane. I haven't. I'm asking you. How big of demons does he fight? <laughs> All the demons. I'm just saying, man. Like, I don't know. All right, so that I means mean, my first you. my first go-to was Geralt. But, I mean, that was just me. Because I fucking don't have that much... Uh, it depends much on the type of demon, right? Because I can see Geralt make it doing exorcisms and, like, kind of weird, cool shit like that. But if we're talking, like... This seems like an mm-hmm. army of demons, though. Yeah. Yeah. That means you got to break the tie here, Hunter. Who's going to be on the squad? I don't fucking know Is it going to be people. the Doom Marine? Or is it going to be Dante? It's got to be Doom Marine. Dante, I say, though. I would say Dante. Why? Because I don't know shit about the Doom because Marine. Or what do you know about Dante? What he's stylish as fuck. I don't know either of these people. He is because we have three people on the demon. Show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the Doom Marine just sounds like a guy that has a gun and shoots shoots people. Look, yeah, the Doom Marine. No, I'm sure he does I, great I, work. No, 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 no. He doesn't shoot people. He <laughs> shoots demons. <laughs> yeah. Which means that we have a little bit of a break here. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I I'm, I'm steadfast saying Dante for sure. Okay. That seems like the obvious right. choice. Well, it's, it's good but, knowing that my team would be stronger. Uh, well, <laughs> please, we'll put these teams out. And then out we have an anime, right? We have an anime guy we have to get. Anime we need an anime person. character. Okay. Um, we got to think about it. Who's, who's hunting demons? I'm immediately going to Yusuke? Yu Hakusho. Dude, Karama's Karama, a good fucking choice. Karama would be a pretty fucking excellent choice. Yes, that would be. Because I just don't want to go into the Dragon Ball Z realm because that just feels like... It's just a little... Ge- it's too just, much. Come on. We can yeah. flex our knowledge here a little bit more. Yeah, and go right to the other... <laughs> the other our huge, other favorite shit. Yeah, the other huge mainstream anime. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, but let me I mean, tell you, man. Like, Karama's I mean, a fucking solid choice. He's, he's just great because he has like... He, he has the depth of knowledge like a Batman kind of character. He's yeah. lived he's for a, thousands of he years. He's a strategist. Yes. He has, he, he has a form that he can access that is fucking incredible and is like legendary. 
But he has the ability to like fight several people at one time. He's got a rose whip, mm-hmm. you know, that he can take out several people at one time. He's got the ability he has to before. poison people, you know. He's got a fucking plant that will put you in eternal fucking misery, feeding off of your evil thoughts. And what do yeah. demons yeah, have? Which, evil yeah, thoughts. yeah, you know what the kind of thoughts demons have are? <laughs> evil ones. <laughs> Throw a bunch of those into the mix. That would pretty be fun. My, I'm, I'm, my idea. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say Grama. Yeah, of course. I'm convinced. Thank you. Excellent. So let's let's recap here. We got Hulk on the front lines. We got tearing through people. Yeah, we've got Batman in the back running schematics. Our general. Our general pointing people in the right direction. We've got either. <laughs> A Dune Marine or no, Dante. No, 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 no. Not a Dune Marine. The <laughs> Doom Marine. <laughs> Would it be even more than like Master Chief, dude? Yes. Master Chief is based off of the Doom guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's a question for the fucking listeners. I don't yeah, think it is. For sure. <laughs> yeah, what? I think it's pretty what? damn obvious. <laughs> Post that I don't want to hear the list. Who do you want in your squad <laughs> to hell? Who do you Dude, I'm, Dante does that shit. <laughs> For breakfast, <laughs> man. <laughs> and he does it fucking stylishly. So oh, let's, yeah. let's post that later. Yeah. Let's post point. it later. As Woody long as Manter. he flips his hair, Max is in. <laughs> Who do you want on your team more? Do you want Dante or do you want the Doom Marine? Or do you want Geralt? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Tear us throw apart, Geralt man. in there, please. Absolutely. Thank you for the question, Ben. It's a fantastic question. All you right. Any more? And then finally, leading up the charge, we've got Dunter Horset, who says, fucking Hunter, a.k.a. the Funter, threatening to change the name of my male corner are fighting words. I was thinking it could be, uh, if Dooney keeps coming in, it could be Dooney and Dunter's male There's corner. a lot, of, yeah. I mean, I think Dunter clearly, we have to, I mean, we can go back and count. It's definitely a, a long-established role. It's been but, like since 60. I think like that that he's That's, just straight up every episode. Homeboy has put in almost sixty consecutive, yeah, fucking <laughs> emails. Emails. That's fucking good. It's half the show and quality ones. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But we got some strong What's he contenders coming up. I tell yeah, you what, if we keep getting questions like this, who knows? Maybe we maybe we start p- pitting them against each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you saying that was probably the worst thing to ever come out of your mouth, it has inspired my next question. So, have you ever come close to getting in a fight? Later, Goku Goonies, Dunter, Baby Eeyore, Horset. Have you ever come close to getting in a fight? I've had uh, two occasions where uh, I was, I've never gotten in a fight, never thrown a punch. Um, I have gotten punched in the face on both of these occasions. Holy shit. Cool. One was Jordan Riddle in oh. fifth grade, I think. No, oh, that guy. Punched you in the face? He punched me in the face and immediately turned and ran, and he because he knew he saw those biceps. <laughs> he fucking he knew. Flexed on him, and it was like funny. It was like literally right as recess was ending, and so like I ran him down very easily, got him in a chokehold from behind, but it wasn't like I wasn't trying to choke the life out of him. He's trying to get him. I was just trying to get him. I'm trying to talk to him. I just want to talk get to him, him on the ground. Let him know you my bitch. Course, uh, and I, I didn't really want to fuck with him. You know, he was he was he was not worth trying to really rear into. Uh, but it was funny because later he was like totally thought he's like a fucking punch under your face. And then I remember Jeffrey, who was like uh, good old Jeffrey. He was like basically like his go-to bud 
uh, in a lot of circumstances, even Jeffrey was like, you literally ran. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't get anything. Um, so that was one time. And then there was another time that was a lot funnier. Um, I was downtown. And anybody who's been to 6th Street, particularly like maybe two or two to five years ago, or I guess even longer, before Uber was such a big deal, um, everyone is just sitting on like 7th Street waiting for taxis to come and fucking try and hail a cab at like 2 to 3 in the morning. That whole hour is just fucking chaos. And um, I was with a group of like my dudes, probably had like 6 to eight guys that I'm with and we're trying to hail a cab. And then there's, you know, other groups of fucking lots of people, uh, lots of drunk girls trying to fucking call a cab. Well, uh, we have a cab that pulls up right in between our group and this other group. And so we kind of like bum rush it. Right. Um, and basically I'm a mediator here. I'm like, guys, we'll wait for the next one. (laughs) Not going to be a big deal. Like, let's just kind of chill. And I'm trying to like separate the people and this girl that's in the group that's, like, trying to get in there is, like, shut the fuck up. Like, she's, like, so, like, wasted. i to help you. Yeah, she's wasted. And she, like, thinks that I'm, like, getting, that I'm the one who's, like, starting all the shit. But I'm really, like, in the middle trying to mediate it. And so she starts, like, hitting me in the face. She has her, she's holding her phone in her right hand. She starts hitting me in the forehead. And she hits me probably, like, four times in a row and it doesn't hurt, but I'm like, I'm not going to hit this girl, but I'm not going to let her go away with this so easily either. So on the fifth time that she's rearing up coming at my face, I just fucking headbutt her fist like full on. <laughs> That's a pretty baller move. Yeah. I was like one, two, yeah. three, four headbutt into her fist. And then she's like, ah! and dropped her phone and fucking, you know, got, and she didn't like hurt herself super bad. She just proved that she was a drunk idiot. Um, but yeah, th- those were the only times that I like came close to getting in a fight. Really? I, you know, I've been in some scenarios that might be too personal for the podcast, yeah. <laughs> but there is one scenario that's not too personal, but is also equally embarrassing. Okay. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, I was dating a girl, won't say her name, but she had a beef going on with this other girl (laughs) who was apparently pretty convinced that my girlfriend had stolen her jeans. (laughs) These were incredible jeans. They were amazing What what all good wars are started over. (laughs) Sounds like a pretty classical uh, tip in Woodland's (laughs) High School. Exactly. So while I was out perusing Market Street gallivanting with a few of my friends, hanging out with my then girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had, she left. She got picked up by her mom <laughs> naturally because time it was getting to be around 11 o'clock. We're all getting picked up. Uh, then this other girl to whom she had beef with who we knew was in the area, but hadn't addressed us came up to me and said, Hey man, give me the number to your girlfriend. So I'm about to call her. Tell her what's up about these jeans. Start threatening. Over and I'm like, religion. Hey man, definitely not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Not happening at all. And a little back and forth goes on. Keep in mind, I'm eighth grade max. I'm yes. tall. I'm slender. I'm skinny. Hourglass also figure. Got, yeah, I've got an hourglass <laughs> figure that many women would kill for. <laughs> um, and I also had, I was also about halfway through wearing my braces, getting my braces in. So I got my okay. braces on. Okay. And uh, so this girl's getting pretty fed up with my chill attitude of just being like, nah, bro. Not going to happen. She's not putting up with it. So she, along with her friend, reel back a punch, throw one right in the mouth, 
boom, bust my lip open on my braces. Fuck. So I get punched in the face. I'm looking kind of back at her like, did you just punch me in the face? Mm -hmm. She's affirmatively looking at me like, yes, I did punch you in the face. (laughs) To which then at that point, her and her friend walk away and go somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there kind of in awe, just thinking like, man, I just got decked by a girl. Yeah. That kind of stinks. And then right then, my dad comes up to pick me up. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a bad situation. (laughs) So I walk into the car and immediately he's just like, so what happened to your face? And I'm not about to be like, hey, dad, just got punched by this girl. (laughs) A girl punched me in the face. So instead, I lied. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, I was walking around and I clipped my mouth on one of these. We had fire hydrants there. But they're on the wall. That's the crazy things about these fire hydrants. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I turned a corner, hit my mouth on one of these fire hydrants here. And he just kind of looked at me like, I know you're lying to me. But it's not worth But I'm not about <laughs> to look into this because it's 11 o'clock on a Friday and I had to come pick you up from the fucking mall. <laughs> so we're going home. Well, that's silly. It is yeah. not cool for girls to hit guys. It's just not. Yeah. Or, you know, guys hit girls. Do, like, <laughs> even at the, the last, even at Metallica, like... Anytime I'm at a concert, the people who give me the most trouble are women. Every time. They're <laughs> always the most Whitty shubby, the most pushy. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. But Too bad. Yeah, I don't really have a good story. I've never really even come close to a fight. I avoid them like the plague because I would probably, one, get my ass whipped. Two, I'm a super like emotional person. And like when I get really fired up in the heat of the moment, my adrenaline goes. And like I will... I like I will get like shaky with with adrenaline, you know. And mm-hmm, I just I yeah. don't I don't perform well under pressure. <laughs> but <laughs> kind of like I don't know, I have like a very sarcastic bone in my body and what I do do is I try to be like as cuttingly sarcastic as possible without getting close to getting in a fight, you know. Like like even recently I was I was crossing the street like a week ago and this guy came like flying up towards this stop sign and I like stopped and like stared into the the driver's seat like what like holy shit are you going to fucking slow down and like kind of out loud said like Jesus Christ dude and you know and as I'm walking forward I'm like you got to slow the fu-. I'm like kind of talking out loud at him like you got to slow the fuck down and he's like starts revving his engine and very loudly I'm like yeah go ahead rev it up there buddy like you know like <laughs> I get I I throw out the taunts a lot and it's it's kind of something like I do without thinking but if anyone were ever to act on that, I'd fucking run. You know, like, yeah. I'd be out of there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have. So a Thank successful, you. thick Dunter's Mail Corner. Thank today. you, yes, for all the questions. Ben Ebig, a juicy one. Dunter, another juicy one. Dooney, not fucking ducking you, bro. Come at me. See my Huarang in Tekken 7. You're going to get this footwork. Anyway, if you want to find any other sort of podcast that Witty Banter does, you can always go to wittybantershow.com. Uh, we have everything on there. Cool photos, uh, other cool stuff on Good there shit. as well. You can also drop questions just through the site directly. If you don't have an email account because you're staying off the grid and you're going to the library every now and again just to get on the internet, I understand that. That's cool. Yeah. You can still drop emails. In Please that, in direct the show. Woody, yeah, directly through the website. Uh, but if you do stay on the grid and you love being on Twitter, you can always follow me at probably Max. You can follow Chase at Bodacious Chase. You can follow the fucking show at Woody Banter Show. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're trying to listen to us and you don't have iTunes, that's okay. We're on everything else. So just find us on that. Yeah. Right? We're literally everywhere. So without further ado, uh, how's everybody feel about their beers? Are we getting thumbs up or thumbs down? I will give mine 
like not a flexed thumbs up, but just like a nice. What does your thumb look like? Like a Bill Clinton thumbs up. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like only the like top the only up. the top knuckle and upward are really showing an affirmative from the fist. Yeah, I feel you. Right? It's 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 endearing. It's reaffirming, but it's not incredibly spectacular, right? It's a yeah. It's, it's, a it's like a little a little diglet of a thumb, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your your thumb is making a diglet dig. Yeah. And I'm into it. I would recommend it if somebody wanted to try it, but I wouldn't uh, sing its praises. Right on, right on. Uh, I will give a fairly erect <laughs> thumb in the direction Wiener. of this beer. Uh, it's right up my alley. I'm very biased, but the Reverend is definitely the religious beer to beat, at least for me right now. Yeah. And again, that's the Reverend from Avery Brewing Company out of Boulder, Colorado. Mm. All right. The Aztec Sacrifice. Really good beer. Very tasty, strong. You could see me like drinking the rest of this and feeling pretty good. It's just not really what I expected as advertised, so I got to knock it a little bit for that. But uh, super well balanced. A lot of really good flavors. Uh, one that I think uh, like its 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 label is pretty weak looking, you know. So it doesn't look attractive. So if someone was like, "Hey, should I get this?" I'd be like, "Yeah, you'd probably enjoy it." <laughs> but I'm yeah, not good go beer back. in that shitty label. <laughs> If you can get past the shitty label. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Right on. Well, without further ado, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again on another episode, number 116 of Witty Banter. Uh, Without further ado, a beep-a-beep-boop to you. Beep. Beep. Beep.